Everybody is doing well today on this uh, uh, hold on here one second here give me just one second here we go I uh, hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful uh, hold on here one moment We're having some technical difficulties here give me just one one second here and uh, here we go all righty sorry about that we're still still trying to work out some of the kinks in this uh, uh, with my podcast here and uh, pray I hope that y'all will bear with me this is my first official one of, of trying to do this and uh, I hope that you all will uh, hold on here I'm sorry I'm trying to do two or three things at one time okay all right now I think we got it going okay so you know um, what I'm trying to do here is uh, you know I do a morning devotional each and every day but uh, I want to do something, you know, to go above and beyond that. And uh, I, um, uh, it's not that I'm, I'm trying to get away from uh, my Bible study. By no stretch of imagination, I look forward to that uh, each and every uh, morning. I really do. And uh, but I want to go beyond the scope uh, of, um, of of a morning devotional in the sense that um, I want to um, try to take um, cultural events, relevant events. And uh, look at it from a biblical perspective. You know, uh, like tonight, for example, our, my topic for tonight is talking about toxic mis masculinity. And uh, I think that it needs to be approached from a biblical perspective. I think that there are topics out there that there are some pastors who are afraid uh, to talk about and discuss because they don't want to offend their fan base, if you will. And, uh, uh, and that there are topics out there, subject matters out there, that be quite honest, as a pastor, as Christians sometimes are not always comfortable to discuss. But on top of that, uh, I want to do interviews. Uh, you know, if you have a, a story that you feel like needs to be heard or want to be told, if you will email me at flbc, that F is in Frank, L is in Larry, B is in Boy, C is in Charlie, flbc77 at gmail.com. Send me those, um, and uh, maybe we can set up a time and we can talk. I have an exciting schedule lined up because, see, I want to uh, have discussion with individuals. I, I want to hear backgrounds. I want to hear, uh, you know, how, for example, I have uh, uh, an individual uh, by the name of Mr. Chris McIntosh, who is uh, as the host, uh, one of the hosts of Daytime Tri-Cities, a great man, and, and I, th I thought it would make a great uh, uh, podcast interview uh, to be able to talk with him and to discuss about uh, his history and broadcasting, what drew him to that. Uh, then we'll have, be talking likewise with Steve Mann, who has uh, been in radio for many, many years. And uh, hard to believe he's been in radio for as long as he has to only be 20 years old. But, uh, you know, uh, and then we'll have Mrs. Carrie Astrup on here, uh, who's been fighting 
uh, been a real advocate uh, for the uh, local school system here in Washington County. And uh, likewise, we'll have Mr. George West on here, who uh, is uh, a big advocate for a Christian uh, who, is, uh, who is fighting against uh, many things, uh, liberal ideologies that are uh, in this area. Plus, he's a, a radio host as well. So we have uh, some some great and exciting things. Plus, uh, you know, October is going to be a busy month. Is uh, that it's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, we're going. I'm going to be having a couple individuals who are breast cancer survivors uh, on the air as well uh, to discuss uh, their experiences, and maybe they can help uh, some women who may be either going through this or who may need to be. Uh, to me, need to go and have a mammogram as well. And I am uh, obviously I am I'm far from any kind of uh, uh, radio host, or or uh, that's not my goal is to, to to have a radio program or nothing like that. Uh, my goal is to um, is to is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Obviously, that's the first and foremost as a pastor and and as a Christian. That's what I want to do. But uh, you know, uh, I just thought it'd be fun to uh, bring in individuals and, and discuss their history and their lives as well on top of that and just to expand the scope uh, of ministry to a certain extent and talking to other individuals and uh, I don't know it's going to be a lot of fun I hope that's something that you would uh, uh, enjoy listening to and hearing and uh, obviously if you're watching on YouTube to see as well and, um, and the reason why I'm doing this live on YouTube is that sometimes it helps to have a visual uh, to go back. Sometimes people like to share videos and things, and and I do so much on uh, Facebook that uh, that I'm I'm trying to look for another uh, area in social media uh, to use. And uh, I have I've had a YouTube account for many years and never really use it. Uh, and so I thought, why not uh, take advantage of that and have another way to uh, to get the message? I might be able to reach a a whole another group of individuals that I have not reached. I cannot speak today. Can uh, have not tried to reach before. And because uh, I've always primarily done things on Facebook. So, you know, YouTube, uh, again, like Facebook, goes around all over the world. Never know who that may touch. So with that said, and like I said, we got a lot. I've got a lot crammed in here for the month of October. Got so much going in October. I may not have another for November, December. I don't know. But the Lord open those doors and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But again, if you have a, a story you want told, if you are... Uh, have an interesting collection uh, that uh, you want to talk about or you know, or your love for Jesus Christ, what led you to the Lord. If you have those kind of desires to, to discuss those types of things, again, email me at flbc77 at gmail.com and uh, I'd like to talk to you. And uh, so uh, let's, you know, as always, before we do anything, let's go ahead and uh, start with a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you for this, uh, another opportunity to spread the gospel message, uh, to serve you. And uh, Lord, just pray that you will bless uh, this little podcast and that your word will go out and go forth. And uh, we'll just have a good time. And uh, Lord, uh, let, us, uh, let us laugh and let us be joyful and let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, that's one thing as Christians, we can... Um, be joyful, and we can have a good time in the Lord. And that's why I'm, I'm anxious to, uh, uh, all these people I have lined up uh, to speak with, I'm really anxious to look forward, you know, uh, to, to talk to, uh, because they, they've got some interesting lives and, and things that they're doing. You know, there's so many people who sit out there idle, uh, who do nothing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see people out there who are out in the community, who are out doing things, who are trying to make a difference. And, uh, you know, and, and so I think that uh, inquiring minds want to know, if you will. But, uh, you know, and, and so my main topic, I'm going to grab me a sip of coffee for those who are, are listening on the podcast. Apologize for that. But anyway, um, 
one thing that we're dealing with here is uh, is this um, I won't say misnomer uh, of toxic masculinity, and uh, you know I um, uh, I don't know about some of you all, but I have had a belly full of feminism. Now let's make something very clear here. Now, in regards to women's suffrage. Uh, in regards to women's rights, I have no problem with. You know, there's a, a term thrown around quite often in regard if a man was to speak any kind of uh, uh, his mind or boasters in any way. Uh, not only is a lot of times is toxic masculinity associated with that, but most often times is misogyny. And misogyny, of course, is hatred towards anything and with women. I am not a misogynist, okay? Let's make that very clear. I, I do not hate women. I'm not against women's rights. I think that, that, it's, that when, when God created woman, he created a very beautiful thing. He created uh, women not to do everything that a man can do, to, but to be able to do the things that men can't do. And so we complement each other, and it's a wonderful and beautiful thing. And so, uh, and so that's a great thing. And so, you know, uh, so I'm not against women. You know, I, I've got a beautiful wife. I have a beautiful daughter, and, and I want my daughter to be empowered. I want my daughter to be strong. I want my daughter to be confident. So I'm in by no way, shape, form, or fashion trying to spread a message of a woman supposed to be in the kitchen dressed like June Cleaver cooking supper and doing and bringing the man his slippers and cigars and, and bowing to his every command. No, that is wrong. And that's not what I'm saying at all. And so do not misunderstand what I'm saying. However, we are seeing a complete dynamic shift. You cannot tell me that you do not recognize this in movies and TV shows where they are making women more masculine and men are the dumb, goofy, unintelligent uh, individuals uh, who are not as strong or not as confident or as smart and, uh, and and the woman's the one who has to take charge. You can't tell me you're not seeing these things in television or movies and this is sending a direct message and effect to our young boys. Little girls are empowered and, and confident while little boys are ashamed and that is a wrong thing. That's not how God created us as men and women. In fact, you know, if we look at Genesis 127 here, okay, let's take a look here. Uh, and uh, of course, those listening, can you see that I'm looking into my Bibles here? But uh, in Genesis 1, uh, verse uh, 27, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Then, let's contrast this real quick for 1 Timothy 4. Verse uh, 4, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused at being received with thanksgiving. So, you know, every creature of God is good. So God created us uniquely different in what God has created is good. Now, used to, uh, when dealing with toxic masculinity, uh, we uh, uh, was the, uh, I don't know how to put it, the, the bloated, caricature of, of a man uh, that is uh, uh, who you know was boisterous and and showed no emotion and was uh, you know super strong emotionally and showed no emotion and uh, you know it, you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm referring to it, it, just that overly sense of uh, kind of like the the clean Clint Eastwood type you know who's always strong and talked real soft and hard and Better to kick tail at any moment. You know, that's uh, that kind of idea of, uh, you know, of masculinity is, is uh, you know, is, is sometimes that um, uh, what they're referring to. Or the fact that, um, 
you had this playboy version uh, of masculinity of a promiscuous man who who objectified women those that is toxic masculinity that is not the true version of what a man is supposed to be a man is supposed to be strong a man is to be the spiritual leader of his home in regards to the fact that he is to be seen reading his bible having his family in church leading by example that's what god's word says you know i've, I've had women talk to me and say well, i'm not going to uh, submit to any man and when we see in god's word talking about submissiveness to a man as regard to spiritual matters. It's, and, and again, I've even had men likewise try to beat a woman down with the Bible and say, you're supposed to submit to me. That is not what that is saying. Because if you go on down into God's word, it says to, to love a woman or wife rather as equal as your own body, whoever hated their own body. And so, you know, so they, they seem to forget that part of it. But um, and, and, and so a lot of times men and women both can misunderstand what God's word is trying to say in its intention because of, of, of a direction they're wanting to take it in a wrong way. Now, um, let's hold on here. Sorry, saying that I plugged my audio jack here. I apologize. Let's make sure that uh, I apologize. Yep. Hold on here. Mess me up. All right. Three, two, one. And here we go. Sorry for that delay, folks. Uh, for those who are listening on the podcast, I apologize. And hopefully we've got that fixed where it needs to be. There we go. Okay. But anyway, um, so here we go. All right. I think we're feeding. I think I got a loop feed, feed back through the, uh, the jack on my... Uh, uh, on my laptop, it's echoing back through. I can hear it. I apologize. Those who are listening and watching on uh, uh, YouTube, I apologize. And uh, so, hold on one second here, trying to get this fixed. Let's see. Oh, testing. One, two, three. There we go. I think we got it. Okay. So anyway, uh, so what you know, what we're seeing here is uh, sometimes people want to beat each other up with the Bible, and they're and it's completely wrong with what God's word is trying to say. And uh, so we have to be careful about that and make sure that we're using it in a proper sense. Now, uh, going back to Holly Weird and the liberal agenda and this, this feminist push, uh, you know, you see it clearly uh, in television and movies. In fact, you know, if you, if you look, and of course, uh, and if I make mention of this on social media in any way, I'm considered triggered. Uh, I'm just another white male. And it, it, here's the thing that gets me is the fact that a lot of times it's the very ones that are bashing me coming against me is not women. It's other white men. And, and I don't get that at all. I mean, I honestly don't get that. I don't know if um, uh, they feel like they're uh, uh, being a male feminist and uh, coming to defense of women. I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not against women. And I'm not against women showing strength. But what I get tired of, particularly for my daughter, is that they hardly rarely ever show a strong, confident woman who is straight. Why is it when they show a strong and confident woman She's a lesbian. That makes no sense to me. Why can't she not be strong and confident and straight? Why can't my daughter see straight, strong role models without them being gay? That makes it drives me insane. I don't get that at all. But uh, again, 
what they're showing is uh, is that little girls are to be empowered and confident while little boys are to be shamed. It is toxic masculinity, according to the liberal left. If if a, if a, if a boy is just being a boy, being, you know, sometimes they can be obnoxious. Sometimes they are loud. Sometimes they are rambunctious. Sometimes, you know, but they are shamed and, and wanted to be, and, and, and oftentimes being forced uh, to be acting like little girls instead of being the little boys that God created them to be. And so what we are seeing here is a dynamic shift of not misogyny, uh, of, of hatred uh, towards uh, women, but what we're seeing is a term that oftentimes is not used very often is misandry or misandry, however you want to pronounce it. You say tomato, I say tomato. But uh, is misandry in the fact that is a is a hatred towards men. And, and, and if, if a man tries to voice his opin opinion, that is called mansplaining. See, mansplaining is uh, if you're talking down to a woman who is, uh, uh, you know, in a, in a sense that um, uh, they, that they don't understand a topic when they do understand it, and so you're talking down to them like they're stupid. That is mansplaining. Well, just because a man's voicing his opinion doesn't mean that he's mansplaining or manspreading or whatever the case may be. The fact of the matter is they want to emasculate men and they want to feminize young boys and men, and they want to mask and and make women masculine. It is clear. There's no way to put it. it TV shows in general. I don't know how many times. Well, look at it constantly, consistently. Every time there's a a a male role. Okay, rarely, rarely does he ever have a child. That is a man, or a boy, rather. You know, it would be a little weird if he's born a man, but more, you know, having a little boy. It's always he has to have a little girl or have a daughter. You know, you see these things like, uh, well, for example, you know, of course, I'm a, I'm a geek. I admit that. But, um, you know, you look at uh, uh, in Avengers, you know, Hawkeye, he has couple of sons and, and a daughter and uh, but yet it's the daughter who's taking up the mantle heaven forbid that his son you see this in the tv show green arrow heaven forbid he have a son uh to take up the mantle he has the daughter take up the mantle and yeah he has a son in the show but he's gay that's a freak it's crazy, people. It is insane. But why? Why is this happening? Because we're getting further and further away from the gospel. We're getting further away from Jesus Christ. We're getting away from the from the the roles in which Jesus and which God has intended. That's why we're seeing this. We're getting further away from the from what the creation and how God intended the roles of male and female. And again. It is not for women to be do everything a man can do, but to do the things that men can do and the fact that we complement each other. If you want to see uh, how a man is supposed to act, uh, how a man is supposed to be, look no further than Jesus Christ. Not only did Jesus show great courage, not only did he show uh, bravery, you got to remember, not only what, uh, what he heard, he chased uh, these people out of the temple for the for the things that they were doing that was wrong, dishonoring, disgracing uh, uh, God's temple. Uh, then you see that um, he is in his bravery, willing to give his life to save us. We were all headed for hell, every, each and every one of us, and we that we owed a debt we could not pay, and he paid a debt he did not owe. It's something I've heard my father say many, many times, but it is, it is a, a great truth in what he is saying. And so, you know, we, we see this, uh, the bravery of Jesus Christ willing. You know, even he even prays it, Lord, if it is your will to uh, this cup to pass by me, let it be so. But he knew what he had to do to save us. But Jesus Christ also, also showed compassion. He showed mercy. He showed love. You know, he showed the gentle side of a man as well. 
You know, and so we so we can look no further than Jesus Christ on how to act and how to be. And what I blame too is uh, the fact that um, a lot of men are absentee fathers. You know, it, my wife and I we were talking. Uh, we like to take a little walk in the evenings, and particularly where I've had you know some of you uh, know I've had to have some major surgery. And, uh, you know, as we're talking, you know, we was talking about my son and, and I wish I could have got to spend more time with him. But unfortunately, uh, me and uh, his mother didn't see things eye to eye. And so we didn't uh, last very long together in a relationship. And but uh, praise God for my son. I love him dearly. I would give my life for him in a heartbeat. And uh, uh, I pray for him each and every day. Give anything in the world if I could have spent more time with him. You know, and she said, you know, you could have easily maybe child, paid your child support and never had nothing to do with him. And that's a sad thing. There's a lot of men out there who are not men, who are not raising their sons to be men. And that's the problem we're having here. Now, I'm not putting down single mothers. There have been a lot of wonderful, godly, good Christian mothers who produce good, godly Christian men. So don't ever get me wrong on that. But a boy needs a man in his life. He needs a father in his life to show him what it means to be a man, to show him that when you shake a man's hand, you grip his hand, you look him straight in the eye. You know, another worse, when you shake a man's hand, you got that dead fish handshake, man. It just makes you want to puke and wipe, you go wash your hands. It's, it's sickening. And um, how to treat a lady, you know, to open a car door. You know, a lot of times, uh, again, are considered uh, toxic masculinity because of if a man dares to show chivalry, dares to show uh, to open a car door, uh, to show kindness. There's a, the the feminists want to say that that's toxic masculinity and that uh, they shouldn't be shouldn't even do that anymore. They're even getting to the point where they're even saying that uh, you know of course I'm uh, uh, biblically we should not have sex outside of marriage, uh, but they're even trying to get to the point now where they say even if it's consensual sex a woman can still claim it's rape. I mean it, it's an, it's pure insanity in what we're seeing here today, and uh, and that's just it. Young men do not know how to be men and don't know how to treat a young lady to bring her flowers and all this stuff may seem uh, old-fashioned but you know like captain america says sometimes maybe what we need is a little more old-fashioned was it captain america or was it phil colson anyway but you get my point but the fact of the matter is that uh, we need a little more old-fashioned we need men to stay in a relationship you know i, I like what i heard one time said that so many men want to show up for the party but they don't want to clean up the mess and that's what we're seeing here today they, they don't want to they don't want to be there for, for the for the long haul. They want to be there for the tough things. And that's why we're seeing so many disrespectful little snots out there know how to pull their pants up and, and to act right and, and you know and that and the fact that it was so many people don't no longer see church as important. They no longer see God as important. And that's why we're seeing such a decline in respect to authority, to our teachers, to our police officers, because we haven't had men being men and being the fathers they're supposed to be and when they acted out, pulled their little britches down, and busted their fannies. Now, I know that liberals will be like, oh my gosh, that is child abuse. How dare you, dare you touch a child in such a violent manner? That will beget more violence. Well, you know, that's one reason why God put a fleshy part of your backside on your uh, on you is, uh, you know, getting a three or four little smacks on a fanny is not going to hurt anything. And uh, so uh, I think if we had more kids, if you know, more fannies busted, uh, you know, teachers wouldn't have such a hard time. Teachers have no control anymore. I mean, when I worked in the school as a 
sub and as a structural assistant. It uh, it's amazing. These kids run all over them, and they know the teachers can't do nothing. They're going to be paddled, and you know the parents will come down there and chew the teacher out. When that little Johnny or Susie are the ones who are acting out, being destructive, the teachers are the ones that gets hollered at. It's 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 crazy. But anyway, but again, getting away from God's word uh, is is the reason why we're seeing such a decline in masculinity, such a decline in feminine. I mean, such an incline rather in feminist uh, uh, thoughts and actions. And uh, you know, if you want to know how to treat a lady. Uh, again, going back to First Timothy, you know, and I realize that this is actually talking about the office of a bishop. This is talking about the office of, uh, of a pastor or a deacon. But again, uh, we can apply this easily to the relationship and roles of, uh, of a man and of a woman. And I want to read this here. I think this is, is worth reading uh, most definitely is First uh, Timothy 3, verse 1 says, This is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. All right, you get that husband of one wife. So many men uh, want to uh, play the field. I think so many men, uh, they find their marriage uh, tiresome or boring. or And, and so they want to go out and, and uh, sow their, their oats. Away. And, we, and women are, are just as guilty. It ain't just men. Women are just as guilty. But when you say those vows, you should take them seriously and make them work. And the moment you take God out of the center of that relationship and out of the center uh, of, of your lives, then you're asking for trouble. Uh, Bishop must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. You know, as, as parents, we should look for those teachable moments. As parents, we should look for those ways that we can show God's love in, in every situation and to be vigilant, to be sober. And, uh, you know, it's sad, the opioid crisis that we have in our area and the, how drugs have taken over. And I blame doctors for a lot of that. Uh, not given to wine, nor striker, nor greedy, or a filthy lucre, but a patient, not a brawler, not covetous. See, so you see how we're seeing God's word and how uh, uh, the conduct of what a, a man should be, a man of God should be. If you're claiming to be a Christian, then you are a man of God, and you should be abiding by these things. Now, let's make something very clear here. Not given to wine. Now, there's some pastors out there who are so legalistic, they say that if you drink wine, then you're going to go to hell. You know, so no, I'm not saying that, okay? Uh, you can do anything. You know, it's very interesting. These very same pastors who say that usually got a big old gut, and and, and they don't ever say this, but talk about the sin of gluttony, do they? But you can do anything in excess so, you know, I, you know, I don't drink. I have no desire to. In fact, I don't even want a, a non-alcoholic beer. Why? Not that I think it's biblically wrong or it's going to send me to hell and nothing like that. But it's just that um, uh, when I was uh, younger and I uh, was really part partying and doing a lot of things I shouldn't, when I taste that, it takes me back to a place in my life spiritually and emotionally it reminds me of how I used to be, and I don't want to be like it, and I don't like how it makes me feel. That's why I don't do that. But to have a glass of wine is not a sin. It is not wrong. It's just when it comes to excess and abuse. So let's make sure that we're very, very clear on that. Uh, no, not, no striker, no, not greedy, a filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. You know, and it's easy sometimes to have an attitude when you're driving, okay? <laughs> Let's make it clear. And it's easy when you want to jerk somebody out and just slap them. 
But, you know, again, that's when it comes back to, you know, when, when you look at God's word, it tells us our conduct. It tells us how we're supposed to act. It tells us to have self-control and not to act that way. Not covetous. Don't be coveting another man's wife. Uh, a, um, uh, to, you know, covet, uh, you know, it's, it's only, you know, in fact, I was talking about this the other day in my daily devotional, the fact that uh, we can covet cars and clothes, but sometimes we covet physicality in the fact that, boy, I wish I looked like this person. I wish I could be built like that instead of appreciating how God has made you. You know, yes, we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. Our body is the temple. We need to make sure that we are eating right and we we try to exercise, but not everybody's going to look uh, uh, like a uh, supermodel. Hey, I'd give anything, you know, I, 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 listen to me right now. I'm being covetous of uh, Mark Wahlberg. I wish that I had his uh, body. If I had his abs and his body, I'd probably preach without a shirt on. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I doubt anybody want to see that. Call me Magic Matt, Matt instead of Magic Mike, Magic Matt. Okay. Uh, one that rules well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Okay, and again, I know this is describing uh, the role of a bishop, but as a child of God, as a man of God, giving your life to Jesus Christ, this works the same way. You need to make sure that you have your your children in subjection with all gravity. Now, on the, be careful, all right, we need to be very careful that we do not exasperate our children because if you're too hard on your children, it's very easy to push them away from the things of God, push them away from salvation, push them away from the church. So if there's a fine line there. We need to pray for that discernment. When should I uh, discipline? When should I show mercy? When should I show grace? There's a lot of times I probably should have my fanny busted. My dad, he would take me out and we would talk and, uh, you know, he said, you know, he, he, Rass around with me and say, hey, tell somebody, their teacher, your mom, ask, tell them I wrapped you up. He showed me mercy, and what he was showing me was God's grace. Sometimes I might have deserved that spanking, but instead he showed mercy. And as daddies, we need to make sure we're doing that. Uh, let's see here. Verse 6, First uh, Timothy chapter 3, Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into condemnation of the devil. In other words, you know, make sure that uh, it is uh, when somebody, say, if we're asking as a pastor, if I want to get somebody to teach a class, uh, make sure they're not somebody that's just coming to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. They need to make sure they have time to learn and to grow. Uh, moreover, he must have a good report from them which are without. Let's see here. Let's um, skip around here just a little bit. I want to, okay. And then again, talk to wives in verse 11, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3. Even so, must their wives be grave, uh, not slander, sober, faithful in all things. In other words, don't be a gossip and make sure you're being sober. Make sure you're doing the right thing. Hey, it's really easy uh, to spread rumors. It's really easy for uh, a lot of women to act like they're in high school and and and, and start a bunch of crap. And, uh, you know, you need, sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut. But likewise, men are guilty of that, too. Look at Andy Griffith, that episode where they were they were talking about making fun of the women and being God's person. The men were just as guilty. But um, let's, see, let, uh, let's see here. Um, I think that's pretty much what I was wanting to look at here. Um, let's see here. Might be, I think there was one other thing I was wanting to look at. Hold on. Give me this second here. Uh well, where is it at? Give me this second here. Um, hold on. I, I hate to have quietness uh, in any, uh, particularly when I'm speaking or uh, uh, in particular in any kind of recording. 
but um, uh, there's a there's a passage I was wanting to look at. Oh, I know what it was. I'm in the wrong spot. That's why I couldn't find it. Uh, okay, here we go. Now again, uh, the uh, uh, let's see here. Hold on. Well, maybe I was wrong on that too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ephesians five. This is where we're trying to get at. I was in the wrong spot here. Okay. So Ephesians five is where I was trying to get at. Okay. It says, verse 22 says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands and to the Lord. Now, and, and we'll go ahead and read verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. So that's what I was getting about earlier in regards to about submission and what that is talking about. And, uh, uh, and, and as it says, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. In verse 28 of Ephesians 5, uh, He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the, as the church. So uh, I just want to make sure I wanted to, you know I didn't want to just throw something like that out there and, uh, and willy nilly and without having that scriptural reference for you to go back and look at. And again, that's Matt, uh, Ephesians five, uh, verse twenty two, uh, and really rest of chapter uh, discussing the roles of husband and wives. But again, getting back to the main point of our, our discussion today in, in regards to toxic masculinity, much of what they consider to be toxic masculinity is, is boys just being boys and men being men. And, and, and if, if you're being disrespectful to women, if you're objectifying women, that is toxic masculinity. There's no doubt about that in, in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But much of what the world is considering toxic is nothing more than us and then how God created us to be. And, uh, and men, you know, sometimes I blame a lot of men, you know, just like I was talking about, if I discuss any of these types of things, I've had a lot of men, uh, again, give me down the road for that because we don't have men standing up for what is right. Instead, they're, they're being weak kneed and spineless and is falling, uh, to whatever, uh, is, uh, uh, what their women tell them, if you will, or, uh, what the, uh, uh, world tells them to be. And uh, we have to stand for what's right. You know, uh, I try hard with my marriage and as a father of a daughter to uh, uh, display the things of Jesus Christ. There are times when I have to make tough decisions that my wife does not like. She may hate it, but if I have prayed about it and I know that's what God wants me to do, then that's what I have to do. And there's many times she's had a fit about something I, I feel like the Lord's wanted me to do. And nine times out of ten, she's always come back and said, you know what, I didn't like it at the time, but I'm glad you, you stood up and done what you're supposed to do. And I'll be honest with you, there's sometimes I think women just want to argue just to see if you are going to stand up to them. I think they have more respect for a man who will stand up to them. Now, I'm not saying get in a woman's face. Don't put your finger in a woman's face. Don't you ever lay a hand on a woman. That's one thing I've told my, my son time and again. A real man never puts his hand on a woman. A, a, a worm, a spineless a low life is of somebody who will put their hands on a woman. At no time there is there ever any excuse to put your hands on a woman. And if she's coming after you and she's trying to hurt you, get out of the house, okay? If it's something I've had men say, well, well she come at me, so I'm going to go after her. And I said, you know. Because men are, whether the, the feminist in Hollywood like it or not, men are physically stronger than women. All right, and it's nothing more frustrating to be watching a movie or a TV show, and you got a 110-pound woman, and she's uh, picking up men that are 6'5 and 250 pounds, and she's throwing them around. And I'm thinking this is so not realistic at all. He would flatten her with one punch. I mean, it's just it's it's stupid. Now. With that said, 
there's a, a lot of women who uh, have taking martial arts they they can they can probably cause some damage pretty good uh, but uh, uh, but realistically uh, even though they might be able to cause some pain somebody is a lot bigger whether it's even me if I went up some guy six five and 250 pounds why well, he'd knock my head off you know it's just, it's just a reality but anyway uh, the, the point is men are genetically physically stronger and bigger than women and then it, it, you see this all the time these these men claiming to identify as female and look how they're cleaning up in sports and in, in, in weightlifting and running and rest I mean if these 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 men claiming to identify the female how to be embarrassed but then again I think some of them are doing it just to laugh just to make a point you know who knows but um, no, there's never, ever an excuse to put your hand on a woman. If, I've told my son, if you get that mad, if you get that angry, you need to take your fanny outside and go for a walk and cool your little self off. And um, there's no excuse for that whatsoever. But, you know, but there's times when you have to stand your ground. And there's times that we, I've got some fights with my wife I regret, which I didn't do. And there's things I've said I wish I hadn't said. But you know what? Uh, you know, we, I'm human as many of us are and but we need to be careful sometimes it's easy to say things just to hurt the other person and we got to be careful about that and let's be careful that we choose our words wisely and i'll say something we're going to regret there's a lot of times i've said things like oh crap i wish i could hit a rewind button and take that back but uh it's too late and you get to look and you're thinking oh i wish i hadn't said that <laughs> but, uh, but you know i want to model the right behavior for my daughter because men if you have daughters they're going to marry a man that's like you. And that's a scary thought for me because I want her to marry somebody far better than me that will treat her with great love and respect. I want her to marry a man who truly loves the Lord with all of their heart and soul and uh, that will serve God well and will treat her with, uh, with great love and treat her uh, emotionally as she needs and deserves. And that's something I pray every day uh, as a husband that I treat my wife with the kindness and the love that she needs and deserves. Do I, am I successful? Uh, no, a lot of times I fail. And that's why I pray this each and every day is that I will do better as a husband and that I will, uh, will demonstrate the things that Christ would want us to see, have it, what is matter with me, would have us to say and how we would act. We want to be reflection people of Jesus Christ. And I think that's why we're seeing such a, um, I don't know how to word it, the, um, uh, a, a, a seismic shift, if you will, in feminist ideals in Hollywood, uh, feminism in men. Uh, the, you know, there's a lot of young boys, I'll be honest with you, I can't tell they're gay or straight. It, it's unbelievable. And, uh, uh, and why you're seeing such a confusion among a lot of young people as to, uh, you know, if, if they're straight or gay, if they're pansexual uh they just anything goes uh sleep with anything uh it, it is um it is nauseating uh, because the world has glorified a lifestyle that the bible condemns for a reason a lifestyle that is full of pain heartache depression suicide rates at all-time high disease at all-time high and there's a and there's a reason why god made us man and made us woman and that we are complementary to each other. And the world has perverted that and has perverted the roles of male and female. 
And so much of what they considered as toxic masculinity is not. It's just how God has created us. And if a man wants to know what a man's supposed to be like, look no further than Jesus Christ. He demonstrated when to be strong. He demonstrated when to show compassion. He demonstrated when to show forgiveness. He demonstrated when to show bravery. He demonstrated those things like what a man should be. It's nothing wrong to shed a tear. There's nothing wrong to cry. There's nothing wrong to show emotion. But let's make sure that we're putting Christ first, and whether you're male or female, that as long as you're putting Jesus Christ first and you're following after him, only then will you be successful. Only then can you uh, uh, be the individual in which Christ had created, which God has created you. But I, uh, I hope that um, this podcast has found you well. And that uh, this is the, the Lord has used uh, this 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 lesson, this teaching, uh, to uh, to educate, uh, to illuminate, and uh, and I think there's so many people out there who are seeking. There's so many people out there who need Jesus Christ. There's so many people out there who are sick of the saccharine uh, sermons and teachings that so many pastors and youth leaders are pushing out there that they're wanting something real, they're wanting something true. And that is the goal of this podcast, is to tr- is to teach and to preach the truth, whether it's the podcast or I'm behind the pulpit, to, to preach what needs to be heard, what God lays in my heart, whether it's hard, whether it's difficult, uh, whether it's not something that uh, is very popular, to make sure I'm doing what God wants me to do. And uh, we have to, we're, I will be held accountable for those things. And I want to make sure that I am serving the Lord thy God with all my heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Uh, let us close in prayer, if we may. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you. We love you and we praise you. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, uh, use us in a mighty way. Lord, let us get back to the traditional roles of men and women. Lord, our marriages are under attack. Our uh, very being of how you created us is under attack from Satan and how he has perverted what you have created. Uh, Lord Jesus, uh, let the family dynamic be what it once was. Let us uh, fulfill the roles of men and women as you have created us. Lord, let us stand for what is true and is right in your eyes. And Lord, if there's anyone watching or listening to this podcast, uh, if they don't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, Lord willing, on Monday, I'm very excited to have Mr. Chris McIntosh on, on the uh, podcast. And uh, great individual. I've met with him uh, several times on Daytime Tri-Cities. I'm really excited to... Uh, uh, to talk with him and uh, to uh, ask him some questions. And uh, I think it's going to make for a great discussion. I, I'm looking forward to have all my other guests uh, that I have lined up on as well. And uh, I hope that you will find it exciting. And again, if you've got a story you want told or if you want to talk about how how you come to know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, uh, hit me up, flbc77 gmail.com and let me know. And uh, I would love to uh, hear your story, bring you on the air. And let's talk. That's what I want to do. Let's talk. Let's have discussion. And even if we may not agree on everything, at least we can have some open dialogue and discuss some things that might be on other people's minds. You know, that's one thing I was always taught growing up. Never be afraid to ask a question because if you've got a question, there are several others in the room who may have that same question as well. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I uh, hope that everybody has a good and blessed evening. Thank you 